0: Welcome to the Dwayne Lester Show, I'm Dwayne Lester. Governor Mike Huckabee has been making news in the 2016 presidential election. He's one of the few guys who's been able to suck all the Trump air out of the room and actually get some attention put on him, but not maybe in the way that he wanted. In a criticism of the Iran nuclear arms deal that the Obama administration has, has put together, he said that they were actually kind of leading the Jews to the ovens, a reference, of course, to the Holocaust. Now, this has a lot of people saying that he's comparing Obama to Hitler. That's something he denies. But a usual critic of someone who uses a Holocaust reference or compares someone to Nazis is uh, Yid with Lid editor Jeff Dunnitz, And I sat down with him and talked with him because he says Huckabee's comparison is spot on. Jeff, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about uh, what Governor Huckabee said and then uh, a little bit about the the actual Iran deal. Now, you wrote at your website, Yid With Lid, um, that Huckabee, the headline, Why Huckabee's Holocaust Statement was Entirely Appropriate. Now, to clarify for those who haven't heard, what Governor Huckabee said uh, on Breitbart Radio was he said, this president's foreign policy is the most feckless in American history. It is so naive that he would trust the Iranians. By doing so, he will take the Israelis and march them to the door of the oven. Now he's taken a lot of criticism over that and has actually started to walk back walk it back a bit, but you're saying that it was entirely appropriate.
1: I think so. If he walks it back, I'm going to get very angry at it because <laughs> I've taken lot of hell for for supporting him and it's not based on politics or anything because you know I haven't decided um, who I'm going to support um for the uh, for the nomination so it's not that I'm supporting Huckabee it's just that I think that what he said was was certainly correct in what way you know I'm someone who who usually um Really gets gets freaks out at people when they they callish, callously use the Holocaust, or they use Nazi symbols, or, or you know it's not just the Holocaust; it's it's things like apartheid or racism too. You know, I, I Dwayne, I'm sure you've been called a million times just because uh, a racist just because you disagree with the president. Sometimes exactly, you know, I think that when you cavalierly use. Those words which should elicit horror, they soften the effect, and, and and it really hurts the memory of the people that suffered through it. You know, what Huckabee said, I mean, the Iranians have been saying, you know, the, uh, the uh, Supreme Leader, who, by the way, isn't related to Diana Ross or any of the other Supremes, but the, the the supreme leader has said that you know he's looking to um, cre- he, he's buying making weapons and he's sort of conventional there to to, to anal- and, and um, to, um, to to create a holocaust to um, uh, to destroy Israel. I mean, this is what he's saying. So you know, and with one nuclear bomb, you know, when you look at Israel. For those of you who aren't familiar with the geography, it's about the size of New Jersey, okay, without all the uh, garbage dumps. <laughs> and one atomic, one atomic bomb could destroy most of the people in the country. Oh. So you're talking about something that could, that, could just, that could kill and maim up to 8 million people. That, to me, is the definition of a Holocaust.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's For those who are uh, historically illiterate, uh, the Nazis killed approximately 6 million Jews in World War II, so this would actually be larger than the actual Holocaust in World War II. So, but, but was Huckabee's use of it? I mean, some people are saying that he, he shouldn't even have, uh, you know, you can make the claim that, yeah, millions are going to die, but to to compare it to the Holocaust is just, you know, bad form. And, and well, even uh, Wasserman Schultz, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, has come out well, and said he must second.
1: apologize. De- 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 Debbie Wasserman Schultz, okay, is, is uh, 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 a Democratic pawn. I mean, she, she says what she's, supposed, what she's supposed to say. The, um, the Anti-Defamation League... You know, I, I, my line for them is they they worship the golden calf of progressive politics. They support they they do position papers supporting abortion. What does that have to do with the ADL's mission? So they're not a a, a Jewish group, okay? And, and certainly the um, the National Jewish Democratic Council, which also bashed Huckabee. They're, they're a democratic organization. You know, and the fact that Dermer, Ron Dermer, who I respect a lot, said he wouldn't have used that language, you've got to understand diplomatic politics. Because the Israeli ambassador, while Israel is bashing the hell out of Obama for the deal, he, they're not going to get personal with, and support lines like that.
0: I've seen you go so, off on people before you know, for using terms like Nazis or, or for comparing people to Nazis or for bringing up the Holocaust. So this isn't something that, that you just, because he is a Republican, you're backing him. This is something that I've seen you be very vocal about in the past and call Republicans out for. So for for you to oh, come out
1: Oh, well, and, when R- Randy Weber, who's a Republican from Texas— um. Said something, uh, he used the analogy uh, about the Holocaust cavalierly last year. I beat the hell out of him, so it's not just because he's a Republican. Right.
0: I wanted to make sure everybody but, understood that,
1: but also understand the people that criticize Huckabee when Jim Clyburn said that the um, what you call it that the Tea Partiers were like Nazis. Gee, they didn't say anything. When um, when John Kerry said that Israel was a be- could become an apartheid country, they were silent. So, you know, there's a little... Uh, you know, they, they they get upset when they want to get upset. Oh, my favorite, though, is Mika Brzezinski. Because... <laughs> It was well publicized, you know, that that she gave this emotional thing about uh, about what um, Huckabee said. You know, I've seen, I've been to the camps, and that her father is the, one of the biggest anti-Semites that were ever in government. Okay, he has said the rich Jews control Congress. I mean, the guy—the guy hates Jews, and she's going in criticizing Huckabee to take care of her own family first.
0: Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Iran deal. Is H- is Huckabee wrong here? I mean, you, you, forget the comparison. Compare, you know, forget the the comparison to Look, the Holocaust. Is is what every he's saying day wrong?
1: I examine that deal. I find new stuff. Okay, first of all, if Iran follows the deal. It's a big if. A big if. But if they they follow the deal, they will have nuclear arms in 10 to 15 years. It's as simple as that, because the way the the sanctions are lifted, not the sanctions, excuse me, the way the restrictions are lifted, um, they can... They they can um, enrich uranium. So the bottom line is is that when Kerry went into these negotiations, he said there's no reason they need to enrich. They need to enrich themselves if they're using it for peaceful purposes. But now they have almost six thousand, well, almost fifty one hundred um, uh, centrifuges. Right, and the ones that they're not using, that they had to take down, they're just being put in a closet. So the day the, the the those restrictions are done in ten years, so in ten years or one day they get to take them out of the closet. Okay, they can develop new plutonium. Um, uh, what do you call it? centrifuges? The gas centrifuges, but they can only do one or two of the one or two, which means that over the 10 year period, they can advance their technology and just get ready to use them as soon as they as soon as, um, the, the, uh, agreement allows them. That's if they keep to the agreement. So, so right away they're allowed to enrich. Okay. Now, if you, if you've read the deal and I have, it's great bathroom reading, by the way, you should print out a copy <laughs> And, 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 and put it because put it next to the toilet because you know it's good. It's it's good when you run out of the newspaper, something to read. If you go to, I think it's page nineteen, paragraph thirty-six. What it says is that any party basically can get out of the deal whenever they want.
0: I'm sorry. What? I know
1: what that means.
0: What? What? They could just get out whenever. Hello?
1: Are you serious? Right. Wow. They can get out. Yeah. So think about this for a second. On one hand, anybody who says, gee, the next president might want to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. On the other hand, Iran could take their $150 billion. Now, granted, Kerry says it's only $100 billion, But in my mind, just, I'd take the 100 too. I mean, it's still a lot of money. And wait a year, and then say, "Okay, I'm done. I don't like this deal anymore." They could take the money and run, basically. That hundred million, or that hundred and fifty million—it's
0: a billion, is isn't it? A
1: quarter it? of their—a billion, excuse me—is a quarter of their economy. So it, it's going to make up for a lot of mistakes and a lot of san- sanctions.
0: I saw something today okay. that said uh, <clears throat> that said Saudi Arabia says they need a nuclear weapon within 10 years. But every liberal uh, that I see on the Internet says that this deal is the only way to avoid a nuclear arms race.
1: Horse poop. Okay. Um, uh, anytime – I also – I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago about how – um, the Saudi Arabians are already starting to pursue a nuclear bomb now here's the fun part now you know Saudi Arabia you know they funded Pakistan's nuclear program so they don't even have to develop their own they could just go to, over to the, their friends in Pakistan and say hey can I borrow a couple of atom bombs Man. You know, think about this. The Iranian, it's it's all the Sunni-Shia thing.
0: Right.
1: Because the Iranians are Shia, and they're the head of the Shia world. And the Sunnis, okay, are the Gulf states that are the more, in, in most cases, the more moderate. Um, the Saudi Arabias, the Jordans, the Egypt. Okay, there's the Paki's too, which they're not moderate. But they are scared because Iran wants to take over the Saudi world too. And, you know, the the Saudi monarchy knows that Iran wants to overthrow the monarchy and and make Saudi Arabia another satellite. So, of course, they're going after their own nuclear weapons. Help me understand. The only thing good coming out of this deal is that Saudi Arabia and Israel are talking for the first time ever.
0: No, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny how politics brings those uh, strange bedfellows together. But help, help well, me understand, <clears throat> what, is the, what is the strong desire to create this deal? I mean, why would we go into this essentially giving them everything they wanted and we can't even, they won't even let American inspectors in to look at their stuff. Uh, I'm reading today now that well, they're going to is, do their own soil sampling. Why does Obama
1: wants a deal?
0: Yeah, what's, what, what is he getting out of it, a legacy? It
1: all goes back, it all did that speech in, in Egypt, like his first year right. as president, that's one of the things he said he would do. He would reach out to the Iranians. And this is part of his, you know, his whole Muslim uh, outreach. And by, by making this deal, he's keeping his promise that, in his words, in his world, to the Muslim world, in his mind. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like control, or what he calls gun control, which means taking away guns from law-abiding citizens. He's still trying for illegal immigrants to to, to get um, uh, amnesty. He's, these, are, these are his agendas, and, and, and he wants the legacy to be that. What can be his foreign policy legacy besides that?
0: I don't get it. Now, there's a lot of talk okay. about Valerie Jarrett. Having a lot of to do with this because of her Iranian background. What what are you learning about that, or what have you read?
1: <laughs> Think about this for a second. Now, uh, you got Valerie Jarrett doing Obama's bidding. Jar- yeah, Valerie Jarrett is taking the lead on um, Obama's anti-Israel policy. This is all. You know, uh, she's taking the lead It And, you know, I mentioned Mika Brzezinski before. Mika's daddy, Zidnev, also um, advised Obama. So, you know, there's one big long circle. The fun part about it is, is that when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, you had... Anthony Weiner's wife, doing Hillary's bidding, and you had um, and you had um, Valerie Jarrett, both with suspicious backgrounds, uh, doing Obama's background uh, bidding, in terms of the Middle East. Whether the deal is because Valerie Jarrett is was born in iran or has iranian brown i don't know um all i can tell you is he's the president and it's his responsibility and he's the one screwing it up
0: there have been uh, comparisons of this deal i think mark levin was one of the most vocal comparing it to munich would you say that's a fair comparison
1: surely um, the day the deal was done, I posted it and said that. they posted an Iran Truth and even posted the video of, you know, peace in our time when Chamberlain came back. You know, but I also have a concern. I think that too many people focus on Israel for this. I don't understand, man. They're the big Satan. They're the little Satan. We're the big Satan. Okay? So once they're done with Israel, they're coming after us.
0: There's no no change in their rhetoric either. This whole time, while they're making this deal, they're still leading chants of death to America. So it's not like they've moderated their message while they're making this deal. They've ratcheted well, if nothing you, back.
1: If you, if you see the demonstration they did the Friday before um, uh, the deal was signed, that demonstration, they were burning the American flag, they were burning Obama in effigy. It doesn't sound like somebody you want to make peace with. No. Or at least it doesn't sound like somebody that wants to make peace with you.
0: And it doesn't sound like somebody you'd want to trust. <laughs> you know, maybe it's me, but if I'm making a deal with somebody and they're saying, trust me, and at the same, you know, and, uh, out of one side of their mouth and out of the other side of their mouth, they're leading chance for my own, for my personal destruction, maybe you don't make a deal with them. I don't know. I know I'm crazy. Well, I, I'm, I don't have John Kerry's foreign policy experience, but there's
1: a part of me that says maybe
0: <laughs> maybe you shouldn't deal with someone wishing for your destruction.
1: Well, you got to understand something. There's an old saying that, trust me, is diplomatic talk for F you. Okay. <laughs> now, most Americans, I actually published something early this morning on a new poll by um, that, that asked Americans what the, their problems with the deal. And what they don't trust is the verification methods. So... While Terry keeps saying, oh, it's not about trust because we have verification, but the verification stinks. Let me give you a great example. Okay, there's a plant where Iran does their their testing for you know, in a nuclear bomb you not only have the the nuclear material, but you have to have an explosion that starts the reaction. Okay that splits the atom and starts the, the atoms banging against each other, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so where they're testing this, that that facility, Iran didn't want anyone to be able to go into the facility. So the ground, they're doing all the tests themselves and sending them to the... To the uh, UN Inspection Organization. Okay, so basically, you know, it's like um, letting me letting a thief into the bank to count the money to tell you, so he could say, "Nah, I didn't steal anything."
0: Yeah, it's all there. Trust me.
1: But the good thing is, they're doing it on video.
0: Well, that can't be edited or altered.
1: Okay. Well, forget that. So they see them put it in the bag. After the video turns off, they put another piece sack of dirt in the bag.
0: <laughs> Good point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on. Okay, so that's a problem. The anytime, anywhere. That only goes to places where they knew there were better, um, activities happening. But in the last year, we discovered two secret nuclear facilities that we didn't know about. I'm sure there are other ones. So if we suspect that there is activity going on somewhere else, there's a new facility, that's where the 24 days goes into effect, where they can clean everything out. The other thing is, The inspections are nuclear material. Say they're building, you know, a couple of thousand centrifuges in a remote place. And we want to go check that out. They're not going to leave the uranium signature. They're just machines. It's like moving your printer from one office to the other.
0: The fact, what it comes down to is we are dealing with the number one state sponsor of te- terrorism in the world. We are dealing with with people who have American blood on their hands to this day in Iraq. And we are asking them to do right by us without any 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 way of verifying that they're actually doing right. And this is the deal... That we are supposed to believe is is the safest way to avoid war and avoid an arms race, and I have no are scared. Yeah, I have no way of part of, of, of that trusting. money
1: funds Hezbollah, right? right? Which is one of the terrorist organizations that's loyal to Iran. Part of that, you know, 150 billion is going to go fund Hezbollah. You know that Hezbollah has a major network in South America. Okay, they're not that far away from us.
0: Right, and it's not like we have a uh, secured southern border to keep them out.
1: Oh, sure we do. Obama says he's thrown more people out than any other president in the world <laughs> ever in the universe. A matter of fact, even in universes you only saw in Star Trek.
0: Jeff, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta end it there, man. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and explaining, you know, the the deal, helping us get a better understanding about it. But, but you know, I appreciate your insight in dealing with what Huckabee said because there's so often you can say something that is factually accurate and not hyperbolic, and then get raked over the coals for it because we have a a uh, political correctness culture in this country that has no. Regard for facts or context or anything, You're right? They just want someone's scalp, and so I appreciate yep. you taking the time to explain it to us, man. Anytime,
1: man, take care.
0: Thank you for listening. The Dwayne Lester Show is a production of DwayneLester.com, home of The Lowdown, the most comprehensive political newsletter on the planet. Get over a hundred links and more than 20 categories delivered to your inbox every morning. By 7 a.m. That's the lowdown at DwayneLester.com. Until next time, take care and God bless.